Hello everyone and welcome to the inaugural episode of The Mac Attack with Jacob Mac. Uh, this is going to be a podcast where I discuss the current sports landscape including NFL, NBA, MLB, and college including NCAA football, basketball. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for clicking on this first episode, and a huge shout-out to Anchor um, for giving me a platform to host my podcast and distribute it to places such as Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, just for example. There's a few. I believe there's there's a couple others that they host as well, but I don't know them right off the top of my head. Um, so, with that out of the way, we're gonna get into, um, what we're gonna be covering in my, in this first episode, um, including an NFL look ahead and some breaking news on Kareem Hunt that broke about 17 minutes ago, as of 9.20 on November 30th, um, depending on when you're gonna hear the podcast, since it has to be verified by Apple Music and other platforms still, I don't know, but... It just broke on my phone as I was setting up the podcast, and I almost lost my mind. Um, we're also going to look ahead to the college football playoff, uh, the SEC championship game, um, Notre Dame's chances of winning the playoff, just because I, I, I'm a Notre Dame guy, Notre Dame fan, been a Notre Dame fan for longer than I can remember. Uh, it's just been in the family, so we're going to look into that, what this college football playoff means for Brian Kelly. Um, and who's going to get the fourth college football playoff spot, and who really has a chance to beat Alabama. And then we're going to... So, without further ado, let's get into the NFL Week 13 preview. I have highlighted a few games that I feel are going to be key this week. I believe four of them. So, first one we're going to start off with, the Vikings at the Patriots. Uh, this is less of a big game for the Patriots, more of a game for the Vikings, because the Patriots have a commanding three-game lead in their division at eight and three. The second place is the Dolphins at five and six. So I think the Patriots pretty much have the division locked down. Because even if they go eight and eight, I still think they're going to be the best team in their division. I think at the best, the Dolphins go seven and nine which doesn't give them the division lead or the division win, obviously. Um, I feel like this will be a big game for the Vikings because this could be a chance for them to get to catch up to the Bears in the playoff race. And with a loss, this could give the Green Bay Packers a chance with a win over the Cardinals, who are 2-9. Um, it would tie them with the Packers. So the Vikings would still have a lead, but couple more games lost, couple games won on the other side for Green Bay. Could push Green Bay into second in the division. And more importantly, the Vikings away from a division lead. Uh, next, I have the Chargers at the Steelers. Uh, this is really a big game for both teams. Both teams have played well up to this point, but a loss at this point could um, set them either both at 8-4 and four with a Pittsburgh Steelers um, win. Or could push the Chargers to nine and three, and then push Pittsburgh down to seven and five, which I don't think. If the Pittsburgh, if the Chargers lose, or if, if excuse me, if the Steelers lose to the Chargers, I don't really believe 
that they win out the rest of the season. It's possible. Anything's possible. But with the lack of Le'Veon Bell, granted, um, Big Ben's had plenty of other targets and Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, Jesse James, uh, Washington there, tight end, or receiver, I believe. I apologize. Um, But with the comments he had about the interceptions, um, and targeting Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and all that. There could be people, especially Antonio Brown, who's considered a world-class receiver, could kind of be rubbed the wrong way by Big Ben in that sense. Especially since everyone knew, as soon as Big Ben let go of that pass, it was going to be intercepted. Everyone knew it. I think except for Big Ben, who believed he thought I actually he had a chance, and I think he might have even known it. Um, next is the Redskins and the Eagles. Um, in such a tight division in the NFC East, as I, 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 it's aside from the Philadelphia Eagles last season, I can't remember a time when a team's won that division by more than three games. I've seen more eight and eight seasons by the Cowboys and the Giants and the Eagles, seven and nine, nine and seven seasons, very close division races. It's actually a really fun division to watch, no matter how good or how bad the teams are, because it always seems to be close between at least two teams. So that could have big playoff implications there. Um, I probably have to give the edge to the Eagles in this this one, because they're often that they can carry them. Colt McCoy, a great player at Texas, not exactly... An NFL caliber, well, starting NFL caliber quarterback, he could be a fantastic backup. Um, but we saw in the Thanksgiving game that he isn't exactly. There's some rust there. There's some rust. He hasn't been a full time starter in quite a while. And actually, Thanksgiving was his first start since 2016. So, it's pretty much two full seasons that he hasn't started a game. Um, so we'll see, have to see how that plays out. Maybe he'll have a, a decent, decent run. Similar to what Nick Foles, I mean, I think Nick Foles is quite a bit better than Colt McCoy, but he could have a, or a, uh, a Nick Foles-esque run coming up. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and then finally the Falcons at, or sorry, excuse me, the Ravens at the Falcons. This could be a big win for the Ravens in terms of really taking control in their division. Uh, the Falcons at 4-7 and seven have really, really not played well as of late. I've, um, they might have a better chance of winning this game at home against the Ravens, but I feel like that Ravens defense can, um, can carry them to a win. So this could be a big game for the Ravens in terms of taking control of their division. And now to the breaking news. Uh, the Chiefs are going to release Kareem Hunt in wake of the video of him pushing and kicking the woman uh, released by TMZ in the apart- in the Cleveland, in the hotel near where he had an apartment. Um, granted, there was no arrest or charges filed at the time, but the NFL still wants to look into it. They received the video from TMZ. Um, and in the wake of that, the Kansas City Chiefs have decided they're going to release Kareem Hunt. Uh, this season, he had a 824 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns, along with 14 receiving touchdowns. Or, or excuse me, seven receiving touchdowns, 14 total touchdowns. 
which is which is significant for the Chiefs' offense. The Chiefs are not in two, which is still the AFC best, but Kareem Hunt obviously is a talent that they don't really want to lose. But unfortunately, things like this happen. Similar to Adrian Peterson, and AP kind of has a little bit of a career resurgence in Washington. Um, hopefully Kareem Hunt lands somewhere or even back with the Chiefs and can move past this. He stated that he's learned from it and was focused on football, but obviously with an NFL investigation on the way, the Chiefs aren't going to want that to tarnish their their resume this season. Okay, and now we'll move into a little bit of the NBA landscape. Uh, I'm not a huge NBA guy, but I like to stay up to date on the news. You know, sort of things like that. So, we'll get into it. Um, first, I know I'm kind of late on this. Uh, the Jimmy Butler trade. I feel like the 76ers came out on top with this one. They gave up Robert Covington, who's an okay shooter, okay defender. I'm, a, and he was, I think he was All NBA first team defender last season. But Jimmy Butler's a first team caliber defender. So I feel like he'll plug into that role nicely. Darius Saric. I liked Darius Saric. I liked him when he got drafted. I liked him when he came over the year after he got drafted. But when you can give up, when he's like the main guy you give up for Jimmy Butler, I think you give that up 10 times out of 10. Personally, I would. Because I think that Jimmy Butler right now is worth a lot more than Darius Arch is. Um, and that, they also gave up uh, Jared Bayless and a pick. I'm pretty sure it was the first round pick. Um, Steven still all that value you can give for Jimmy Butler is, I think, well worth it. He's played well for the Sixers up until this point. Granted, he hasn't been there too overly long. We'll have to see how it goes later in the season, but Jimmy Butler has been a definitely a positive, a plus player for the 76ers. And now we're going to get into some college football, which is a big, big staple for me. I'm a big college football guy, big NFL guy. And then baseball, when baseball season rolls around, I'm a baseball guy. But now let's get into, first we'll look at the SEC championship. Uh, Alabama and Georgia, which is obviously Alabama's first ranked team. Georgia's ranked fourth. Um, I think Alabama's going to win, but I definitely think it's a touchdown game. It's probably going to be the closest game that Alabama has played this season. Georgia... Is one of the few teams I think actually has a shot to beat Alabama. Um, so we'll have to see how that plays out. And Alabama with a loss. If Georgia wins, if Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, they 100% punch their ticket to the college football playoff. I, I, don't, see, I don't see how if you beat the one-ranked one team, you don't get that fourth spot. They're, they're slotted at four now. But... If they win, they guarantee it. Now, if they lose, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. First, I want to look into um, Notre Dame's championship hopes. I am a big, big Notre Dame guy, as I said earlier. I've I've watched a lot of their games. I've really been happy with Ian Book getting put in. Um, do I think Notre Dame has a chance to win the college football playoff? Maybe, maybe if whoever gets put into that fourth spot can beat Alabama. Maybe, but I don't think if, Al- if Notre Dame beats Clemson, who's projected to take the second spot, 
and they have to play Alabama, I don't think that they go into Al- or if they they go into the game with Alabama and can go out and score 45 50 points like Alabama does. I think I think Notre Dame it's a good team, definitely. Obviously undefeated 12 and all this season. But I don't think they have Alabama level offense, especially with Tua obviously a top 2 Heisman candidate. Um Brian Kelly what does this mean for Brian Kelly? Notre Dame going undefeated, college football playoffs. I'm not a big fan of Brian Kelly. I really haven't been. But I think this helps solidify his spot a little bit more, cools his seat down a little bit. Not that it was necessarily hot, but it really shows that he can lead the team to obviously undefeated seasons, winning season, which Notre Dame if not the toughest, one of the toughest schedules overall. You know, play having to play a lot of tough teams. Northwestern was one that they had to play. Just a lot of a lot of tougher teams. Just Northwestern game really stands out because I watched that entire game while I was working. So it really really kept me busy. <laughs> um and finally we'll get into the college football playoff the final spot and who really has a chance to beat Alabama. Um, I think this fourth spot, I think it's really, really between Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. And I think out of those three teams, the one that has the best chance to beat Alabama is Oklahoma. With Kyler Murray, they they can go out and they can score 45, 50 points and roll with the punches just like Alabama does in scoring-wise. Can their defense really do it? They've never really been a big defensive team, but especially with Lincoln Riley, I think that a Lincoln Riley led Oklahoma team with Kyler Murray at the helm can can get it done. Uh, Clemson, I think Clemson might be able to. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is a fantastic quarterback, especially starting as a freshman. I think he has a chance to to do it. I think Clemson's defense is pretty good. They have a they have a decent shot. Uh, Ohio State maybe Ohio State really hasn't impressed me too awful much. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins was my my Heisman front runner for a long time, but I don't know if Ohio State really has the all around team, especially with without Ed Oliver, without Joey or uh, Nick Bosa. Sorry, not Joey Bosa. I don't know if they can quite quite get it done um so i think that about wraps it up uh i would like to thank everyone who made it to this point and again i would like a huge shout out to anchor for giving me the platform to record and put out this podcast to everyone um feel free to follow me on twitter at macatechcast email me at macatechcast at gmail.com and i appreciate everyone for watching I will see you all next time.